I've got a lot of people tweeting in about the moment in sports that they don't think is as great as other people do in the moment in sports that they have a different opinion on than most people do. We'll get to that coming up in a little bit. Got a lot of people tweeting in about insects right now, baby spiders, all that. We'll get to that coming up in a little while as well. But we're joined now by Tom Janot, who wrote about Mike Tomlin and did a fabulous job in doing so. Tom, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Uh, thanks for having me on. Tom, why Tomlin and why now? Well, we were um, we were really writing the story for, um, you know, we, we always cover the teams that uh, have a chance of being in the Super Bowl. And so that's why I went down to do the story. It was sort of like a pre-Super Bowl, um, first pre-Super Bowl issue. And then I uh, went down. And as you know, uh, they not only didn't make the Super Bowl, they, they um lost in their first playoff game. And I had written a draft of a story before that, and, you know, when when they lost to the Jags, we had to make a decision of whether there was enough there to, you know, even without the Super Bowl to write about about Coach T. And we did. So I went down and I, you know, I kept on, you know, trying uh, to hunt for him and to try to get him to talk to me, and he wouldn't. And, you know, then that sort of became the story. It was the story, and you did a fabulous job in making that part of it, obviously. Having been with Mike Tomlin off the field to an extent, uh, I feel like everything he says has a purpose, and he might be the most measured man that I've ever met. Uh, it seemed like you got a sense of that, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to me, one of the most interesting things about Coach T was that he talked to everybody. I mean, I watched him. I, I went to to several games and I would all I would do was just sit here and watch him like who he talked to on the sideline who he talked to in the locker room I mean you know he's a chatty guy but <laughs> not to me so um and even you know and just that that sort of um that sort of fault line in him was was really kind of the most interesting thing to me why don't you think he talked to you I was told from the very beginning that he wasn't going to talk to me and as I found out, he's the kind of guy that if he tells you one thing in the beginning, he'll tell you the same thing at the end. There was no change in his mind. Uh, Tom Janot joining us, uh, senior writer ESPN, wrote a piece on Mike Tomlin. I- I've tweeted it out a bunch. He's tweeted it out as well. It is fabulous. Uh, Mike is thought of as a player's coach in the mainstream. How right. did you find the players in the room to respond to that? Um, the thing that I found was that the, um, you know, the, uh, the front office, you know, uh, Kevin Colbert and Art Rooney did not think of him as a play, as a player's coach because they look at that as something of a slight, um, that, that means that he's friends with the players or he means that he doesn't have control of the players, but that the players looked at it in a completely different way was that, you know, he is a player's coach because he's honest with the players. And that was the thing that, that just came through in interview after interview. I mean, I interviewed a lot of guys, um, some of them, you know, for, you know, long stretches of time on the phone, some of them on the fly for five minutes in the locker room. But I, I was I was really um, quite impressed uh, by the consistency of their responses to him. Mike has been very private about his personal life. In fact, the only radio interview I remember him doing was with Stan Saverin, who hosts a show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Right, and right. I remember him doing the interview and, and talking about 
the organization that he's now part of uh, where they're trying to help young men who don't connect with their fathers. But that's really it. That's that's the only one that I can recall, and I think that, that does speak to the kind of guy he is. Yeah, but I think that that, you know, I think that the, the thing that I tried to do in the story was talk about, like, where those things come from. I mean, it, it's, I mean, they are the manifestation of the private life or the life that he tried to keep private. I mean, you know, I have a story in there where the, you know, the, the um, organization, the, 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 the mission, uh, if you will, uh, is called Man Up. And it was, you know, started by this guy, Ed Glover, who, you know, he says was, you know, um, you know, prayed and, and God told him to ask Mike Tomlin to, you know, to participate. And he went up to Tomlin after speaking engagement and said, will you do this with me? And he was shocked because Tomlin said, I mean, immediately, yes. And, you know, Ed was shocked in, you know, in, in return because he was, you know, basically said, this is going to be a lot of work. Why are you doing this? And he's, you know, Tomlin said, I, uh, I, just, buried, I just buried a father I never knew. I want to get into the racial part of this because I, I find it fascinating. We talk about race on the show sometimes, mm-hmm, uh, sure. we, well, not all the time for some reasons that I think we all understand. Uh, people get all sure. fired up. Sure. Uh, I'm also probably not the most equipped to, to talk about racial, racial conversations, but uh, sure. there was an excerpt, and I'm just going to read the beginning portion of it here. Uh, Tom Janot joining us, a senior writer from ESPN. Uh, quote, to talk to white players who play for a black coach, and they'll tell you that the color of their coach's skin does not matter. Of course it doesn't matter. Why should it matter? It doesn't matter one bit. Talk to African-American players who play for a black coach, and they will tell you that the color of their coach's skin matters deeply, powerfully, necessarily, and unavoidably. Of course it matters. It has to matter. It better matter. You're damn right it matters, because it matters just for starters to them. Just having known Mike Tomlin... He is in the middle of what is, I think, the biggest societal conversation that we're all having. However, whether or not it's a different conversation that some people are having than others. But I don't necessarily know if he views himself in that regard. What do you think? Nor nor do I. But I I will say that, you know, I went down to the Pro Bowl to try to um, talk to him. And it it was an effort that did not succeed. But I kept on talking to the people that he talked to every time that I saw him talk to somebody, I would go up to that guy and say, what did he say? And one of the guys that I talked to said, I mean, right away, oh, we just, we, just talked about, we just talked about him being a black coach and how much we need him as a black coach. So that was a conversation that he, he was having with, you know, this player. And, you know, when I talked to Tony Dungy, I mean, it's, you know, it's, he is, you know, he is a black coach. He is also a, a head coach in the NFL, and there's there's almost there's almost two constituencies for that. And the thing that I tried to do in the story was to, I mean, I, he didn't talk to me, so it, you know, I don't know whether it's something he thinks about, but I certainly studied him long enough and hard enough to figure out that, um, you know, it has to affect him in some way. And that's why the, the story begins as it does. It's, it begins with two long paragraphs that are just a description of his face. Tom, was there a different perception between white and black players as to whether or not Mike Tomlin was a player's coach? And, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Um, the, but I would, say, I would say, I mean, in general, 
in general, no. Um, I mean, the, the the white player that I talked to more than more than any anybody else was was Alvaro Villanueva. and you know his, you know he had been through something that he was trying to explain to me, which was the which was the the anthem protest and 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 his response to it. But one of the things that that Villanueva kept on, you know, kind of talking about was that how. How Coach T was a um, a uniter and and not a divider. That he you know was not political um, at all. And so I, I I think that you know I I kind of that was one of the things that inspired me to go in the direction that I went in. Tom Janot Janot, pardon me, joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about. You wanting to ask Mike Tomlin, uh, or I guess not supposed to ask him, but you wanted him to make a moral argument for professional football. Right. Uh, was it because you were around Mike Tomlin already and everything that happened with Ryan Shazier happened, or was it because you were so interested by Mike Tomlin you thought that his perspective on that issue would be interesting? Well, I just, I mean, to me, I mean, you know, certain people you see in the world who sort of have an aura of, moral gravity sometimes sometimes those men sort of live up to that and sometimes they don't um every um time that i i saw coach tomlin he just seemed to have that have that aura um you know because his words are you know were so considered and they seemed to mean something he seemed to want his words to mean something even when he didn't you know use that many words and um, I was following the team um, when Ryan Shazier went down, and I was following the team, um, you know, when a, um, a riot broke out that was called the Cincinnati Bengals-Pittsburgh game that, that Monday night. So, you know, I wanted to, to get his, his take on, on all that because I, I know that the Ryan Shazier industry, uh, injury, I'm sorry, um, affected him deeply. One of the most powerful quotes in the piece is when you said to Kevin Colbert that Mike Tomlin is a mystery, and he said that's the one thing that he's not. Yeah, yeah. If only it were that simple, right? Right. Oh, exactly, exactly. But but it, it did it did um, cement my hunch that the way that the world looks at him, or the way that he's looked at from the outside, is very different from the way he's looked at from the inside. He, I mean, Colbert called him an open book, and I mean, I, I still, you know, I, I, um, I still haven't started reading that book. You know, that the open one, I, the, the closed book, I, I did try to read, but the open book, I, I, I didn't come across yet in the library. I think that Mike Tomlin is very concerned with perception. He, one time we were out, and it was a, a Steelers gathering. Probably shouldn't say this, but it was like five years ago. So hey, yeah, why, why yeah. not? Yeah, statute of limitations. Yeah. And uh, he had a drink with us. Uh, I had probably had multiple beverages at that point. And sure. he started to walk back into the room. We were in a private room. He started to walk back into the bigger room of the restaurant. And he turned around, walked back, and set the drink down before he went back out. And that, right. to me, just spoke to exactly who and also part of what he's trying to hide. Uh, I think that was very Mike Tomlin at that moment right there. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, Ryan Clark said something, which was that, you know, it's 
it's hard um, and it takes a lot of work um, to, you know, kind of not, not be, not be yourself or not be who you are all the time. And, you know, and I think that, you know, to me, to me, that, that mask of a face, um, which we can all describe in a lot of ways, anybody who's gone to a, to a, a Mike Tomlin press conference, you know, you can't miss the kind of the drama of, of that man's face. To me, that, to me, his face shows some of that. Uh, Tom Janot joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, last thing here for you, Tom. Um, what do you think Mike Tomlin would think of your piece? You know, I I um, I called the uh, the PR guy at the Steelers, uh, Bert Bert Loughton, and uh, I you know I sent the piece on, and I said you know please uh, I said I doubt that um, Mike will uh, read this, and I doubt uh, even more that he'll comment. But if he does, please send it to me. And Bert responded. He said he will read it, but he will not comment. And that's you know it's per- perfect Mike Tomlin ending. Yes, it is. Uh, it was a great piece. Uh, it was uh, the joy of uh, my morning a couple of days ago. So uh, I appreciate you writing it. Uh, it was fabulous, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Well, th- thanks a lot for having me on. It was a uh, pleasure to talk about Coach T. Thanks a lot, Tom. Take care. Okay. Take care. Bye. There he goes. That's Tom Janot. That was a hell of a piece. I mean, maybe you could have shortened it up a little bit, though, Tom. I mean, 45 minutes took me to read that thing. That's just you. I'm kidding, yeah. The normal person might have taken 20. I was riveted from the first damn sentence. It only took me about 10 minutes to get through it, so. Damn it! I don't know what's wrong with you. What the hell? It took me 45! In fact, when it was over, I wanted more, so. Oh, jeez! <laughs> West Virginia education Must coming be through. Must be it. Yeah. That's why it took me five years, because I was still reading the chapters from year one. Freshman year. I mean, this is, this right here, this right here is, I can't write like that. I can't speak the way this guy writes. Uh, quote, and this is the insoluble paradox at the heart of the racial conversation in the United States circa 2018. That white America speaks of race as consideration to be transcended, and black America speaks of race as a force to be acknowledged that white America believes that the purpose of talking about race is to one day end the conversation, and black America believes that the purpose of talking about race is to one day get the real conversation started. One thing that he said there that really struck me is that Mike Tomlin's not interested in politics, and that is 100% the truth. Uh, Mike Tomlin did not, did not state his opinion about the anthem controversy. He's an African-American man who did not state his opinion. You don't find that a lot. Uh, most players in the league who are African Americans will state their opinion. But race is not politics. It should not be politics. And Mike Tomlin, instead of talking about it, works for the Man Up organization trying to help inner city youth. So I think that speaks to that point. Coming up next, spiders, bees, Hawaii, sports moments that you get flack for talking about in the incorrect manner. And we'll talk about Tommy Maddox. It's all on the way, Crowley Show.